We go right, from we... Tim to Aditi, our favorite quarterback to our favorite sideline reporter. What's by, up, Aditi? By the way, Nick Chubb has had over 20 carries twice this year. No, I know he has. Yeah. But if you look at his career numbers, it, he's done it. But he's been under 20 way more than he's been way over more 20. Than he should. Hey, and he's the best running What's back. What's up, Aditi? I, mean, I, I see I, you I, with I, the Pella windows behind yeah, you. Yeah, I see you. I see you. How do you know they're Pella? <laughs> oh, they got a very ah, distinct watch, style. Watch out. I'm doing more than just commentate. Hey, hey, look, come on now. <laughs> Wait a minute, Gene. You sell Pella windows? Uh, nah, he just buy a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you have oh, Pella windows, God, you know what Pella windows look like. You can tell. I'm really impressed. Hey, Aditi. Listen, my window still got that screen you lift up you know like you can you lift the screen up with that air conditioner yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah hey yeah. close that door leave that air in here all right Aditi, we've, we've been blowing hot air for an hour around here um wait wait but before you even get to that jay what's wrong with ivy leaguers uh. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh. let me tell you ivy something Calculators. My, I'm not an Ivy Leaguer with a calculator, my but daughter, I am an Ivy Leaguer. My daughter's an Ivy Leaguer, so I'm allowed to take a half-hearted shot. <laughs> Here's the problem with what we've seen, and, and I firmly believe there's going to be a correction. And I don't know, maybe you know this, but to me, I think it, during the course of this year, I think we've seen John Harbaugh lean more heavily on analytics, and I feel like he's starting to pull back a little bit. I think he made a decision in a win last week that defied the analytics that just the week before he leaned on the analytics and lost and took a ton of heat for it. He's been doing things. He's been doing that for years. I know he has. No, but you know what? I don't, I think sometimes here's the thing though. I think sometimes people think it's about analytics and it's actually not. And when you mentioned John Harbaugh, you remember certainly the end of last season there were what I, I wish I knew it off the top of my head <clears throat> Mikey McNuggets why don't you tell me to prepare these things I think it was four games that they lost by a grand total of six points and right. multiple times he went for two I'll even use the example and I think we talked about this on the show against the Steelers they were driving they had a, they were down by two no they were down by one at the end of what would be regulation and he's got the most money kicker in the league in Justin Tucker. He could have kicked the extra point, gone into overtime. Instead, he decides to go for two. Lamar Jackson has Mark Andrews, throws the ball to Mark Andrews, but defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, makes an amazing play and knocks the ball just slightly, or throws Lamar's throw off just a little bit such that it doesn't get to Mark Andrews. The Ravens lose. People ripped John Harbaugh for trusting the analytics to go for two. That had nothing to do with analytics, as John not. Harbaugh said to me after the game. He had no quarterbacks healthy. So he thought he had a much better chance of winning right then on that play than having to go into overtime with no healthy cornerbacks. So I think that when we sit here and we say, oh, are they relying on analytics? A lot of times it's not actually analytics. We just sort of perceive it or play it as analytics, and it's something else at play. Uh, Maybe a guy is hurt. Every Maybe time- a guy. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Go uh, no, ahead. No, I'm cutting you off. Anytime. There's a anytime there's a outside the box decision that doesn't work, everybody screams analytics, analytics. Every time it works, right? And my says point anything. is, it's not always analytics. Yes, Sometimes exactly. It's You're right. Like just not having healthy cornerbacks. Sometimes yes. it's just like well, when he I don't lost like the this game. Match, this match has been killing us all day, and here we've got one moment to try to right. win the game. That was smart. And I, I was watching that game. It was the right call. Right here, then we do playing another whatever five ten minutes or another possession. Mike's got some. 
Yeah, Didi, I apologize for not prepping you. I didn't know we were going to go into the deep analytics of the 2021 Ravens season on the Cleveland show. That's on me. But they did play 10 games last year that ended in a one-score contest. They were 3-7 and seven in those games. So, yeah. and if, and Thank if, you. Well, and especially in do, December, though. there was a whole run of them where they lost essentially right at the end. And the most, Packers, you know what? Steelers, the fact of the matter twice, is, most of the NFL games. It was a bunch of games like that. But, Didi, most of the NFL games are one-score games. I mean, the Browns have lost four. The first three were all decided by one point, two points, three points. They are mostly one-score games. And I know that, you know, the, the, the decision about analytics, you know, you can scream that that's an analytics call, but it was the right call. Uh, I've just seen too many coaches leave points on the field to go for the analytics play, and the Browns did that. Jay, then you ignore every time they no, make it. Yes, you do. Yeah, but you know what? I No, you don't. You just bring it up when it doesn't Jay, work. This is the magic of sports that we get to sit here, and wasn't it a week ago that Kevin Stefanski was being ripped for not running a quarterback sneak, which his quarterback is so money at, and then yesterday he runs a quarterback sneak on fourth down and it's doesn't tough. get it. Yep, and yep. who right. knows how yep. that game changes if he just takes the field goal right there or if he gets Thank that quarterback you. sneak that's, or whatever that's it my is. Point. I mean, Adam sends Stop me a text message this morning talking about Mike Tomlin and the coach that he is because Mike Tomlin's team was the biggest dog that it had ever been at yeah. home yesterday. I can't believe they won. And right. somehow guts out this win, yeah. missing its entire secondary. And with Kenny Pickett, the newly anointed starting quarterback, going out with a concussion, Mitch Trubisky of Mentor Ohio coming back in and engineering the four-minute offense at the end of the game the way that you needed him to such that they could go into victory formation – against the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. But in this town, Adam, up until yesterday, I mean, and not just up until yesterday, probably repeatedly in Mike Ten Tomlin's entire tenure here, people want to run him out of town. I know people that are it's dumb. Time to get people are Tomlin, dumb. The Tomlin's stale. The Tomlin has a terrible staff. Why doesn't Tomlin have a coaching tree? So again, I think that this is just one of the magical things of being a sports fan is you get to second guess everybody. Yeah, I take Tomlin. That's what we do. I take Tomlin today. I take Tomlin today. If Pittsburgh runs him out, I hope we're smart enough to take him. I take Tomlin today. Didi, I want to go back to I mean, he would not even be on the market for 30 seconds. No, he wouldn't. He's not going anywhere. When he leaves Pittsburgh, it will be on his accord, probably because he wants to go and be on TV. And that's it. I mean, he's not. And that's why the Steelers are the Steelers. He's not looking to leave. But also, Mike Tomlin in year three had been Roethlisberger, quarterback, yeah. It wasn't the coach yes. that he is today. These guys need time to figure it out. And that's why yes. I want to go back to the Ivy League thing because the point I made earlier in the show, everyone likes to take digs at Kevin that he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. I think that's something that we as a media has created about the Browns because they're the Ivy League front office and everyone likes to do that. I know Kevin a little bit. You know him better than I do. He has, I know smug people who think they're the smartest guy in the room. He has never struck me as that guy. Never, 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 never. And in you. fact, I'll tell you, Jacoby Brissett, one of the first things that he said to me of why he liked Kevin Stefanski so much, he said he's like Frank Reich, okay. no ego. 
He said there's no ego if Kevin wants to put something in and Jacoby doesn't like it. There's no ego. It's like, okay, fine. We're not going to run that then. If you're not comfortable with it, it's not a big deal. And that's what they, you know, there are certain guys like that. Frank Reich, Doug Peterson, Kevin Stefanski. There is no ego in the coaching that they are doing and the people that they are. And in fact, I won't I name names. I know you don't names, want to hear it, but you better open your ears. There are these two other coaches in the AFC North. And are more smug let, let, than Kevin Stefanski. There's a saying out here, birds of a feather flock together. Stefanski and Jacoby, they're the same people. Yes, they are. <laughs> no fight, no fire, nothing. You couldn't leave. Oh, stop. They, couldn't uh, leave. Didi, no, I want your guy Josh Dobbs to play. Play no, Josh Dobbs. No, no, no. Uh, here, here. Play Josh Dobbs. I, 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 I am going Didi, I'm not being cynical either here, right? There's certain traits and characteristics when you're playing top-notch sports here. It's fire brim and everything from the top. And when I don't see it, it's not always a recipe for success. It's just not. And it, it, they have not proved me wrong. This thing was dead on arrival yesterday. If you pay $200 for them seats, I'm pissed. I'm mad, right? Because you dogged it on me, right? That $200 for some people didn't come easy. They saved up for it. And this is what you get. But I, I would argue with that. I think that there, you know, this is what Joe Flacco battled forever, right? It was Joe cool, but is he too cool? Is he flatline? Is he, you know, you need to see some sort of energy out of him is what some people thought. But now look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is of the mindset, calm is contagious. And he is as calm as can be. He is mellow. Jalen Hurts is a guy who they've made memes about. I mean, Nick Sirianni told this joke, and I feel like I already told you guys this, but I remember sitting in the production meeting, and he's like, Jalen Hurts' face is the same if he throws a pick. Jalen yeah. Hurts' face is the same if he throws an 80-yard touchdown. And Jalen Hurts' face was the same when those stands in Washington nearly fell on him. That's working for Philly. I think that we're sitting here and we're saying we don't like Jacoby Brissett's demeanor because the Browns aren't winning. If the Browns were sitting at five and one, then you would love how cool he is. You would love how calm he is. The trouble right now is that you're not getting the results that you want, so you're nitpicking at something. No, the one thing I say about Jalen, the one thing I say about Jalen Hurts. I mean, I saw Kevin Stefanski look about as angry as he could yesterday on the sideline. He was throwing his flip card or whatever that his play sheet. I don't even know what to call that thing. Should have burned it when the fourth and one didn't work. Listen, let me tell you something, Jalen Hurts. If you go back and check his body work at Oklahoma and Alabama, the one thing he has that it has in Philly, he got command of the locker room. He does. You can see it. And when Deshaun Watson's here, he will have. Well, well, here yeah, we're, we're going to be so far gone by that time. Let me point something out. Yeah, but you know what? Let me go back. Let me go back to this, okay? Mitch Trubisky came into Pittsburgh in the spring, and right away. People talked about how he had won that locker room and how guys were gathered around him and how much they believed yeah, in him. That such that he was elected a captain. Yeah. Well, you hadn't checked Chicago, Adji. <laughs> you hadn't checked Chicago. Because they wouldn't say that in Chicago. Yeah. I think Aditi's got to go, right? We got a couple more minutes. No. Oh, okay. So, so my, yeah. my, my, my thing is, you, you know, my thing is, is not so much, a, you know, you could talk about demeanor or we could talk about how you feel about it. My thing is, is, is I'm, I'm into a results business. I, you know, when, right. when I, when I see this defense that has everything that they've wanted, they got free agents, they got Miles Garrett, they got the different things that they wanted. They said we needed continuity. We used to get on Joe Woods for the Chad Henney uh, third and fourteen. But my thing is, it is unacceptable 
I don't understand how you got a dude like named Zappy that comes in and throws for 300 yards, 305. He looks better than Mac Jones. Look comfortable. <laughs> and then the year before, yeah, check back in six games. Yeah, well, we'll see. The year before, like they had a rookie of Mac Jones, and he put 41 on you. Like that that's almost a hundred points between two rookie quarterbacks in two years. And I don't and when you ask Joe Woods what's the fix, he says we're just gonna clean up what we're trying to do. And they've lost to Flacco and Mariota too. And they lost so. to Joe Flacco who put three hundred <laughs> on him. I just don't understand at this point how I can look at that defense and what they're doing as as a defense that is going to be any good for a long period of time. I'm really sorry. My daughter, the one that was born in Cleveland, apparently is not liking the um, hate that you are spewing on her <laughs> team. <laughs> so you're hearing her That's back sweet. there. That's a nice comeback. I like that. But, no, I will. I mean, it's hard to disagree. What is there to disagree with? I mean, it's unacceptable. We just and you're mad. Right. <laughs> so I'm very, and again, Adam and I had this conversation this morning. It just feels like a waste of talent. Yeah. There's so much talent on that roster. And I was listening. My friend Jason LaConfora was on Pittsburgh Radio this morning, and someone asked him on the radio, how do you rank the teams in the AFC North? Who's the best team in the AFC North? And he just sighed. And he sat there, and then he said, well, I mean, I guess you'd have to say the Bengals. I think they have the most talent. I disagree. I think the Browns have the most talent. And so that's what's really flummoxing not, to me. Not without Why Watson. are they playing this way? Excuse I don't think, me? I don't think they're – I think with Watson, they probably have the most talent. Without him, I think the Bengals are ahead. I, I do agree with Jason on that. You think 1 through 22, or let's say 25, 1 through 25. Because yeah, I think the Bengals and Browns are – I think the Bengals and Browns are neck and neck, and I think right now with no Watson, the Bengals are ahead because there's a huge advantage at quarterback. Okay, maybe, but there's a yeah. huge advantage at running back. There's a huge advantage – for the Browns, there's a huge advantage at pass rushers for the Browns. I don't in agree with theory, that. No, I don't agree. The Bengals – It's not a huge advantage at, at pass rusher. If you combine you the two You don't think ends, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney is better. It's better than what the Bengals have, but what the Bengals have is sol- is pretty good. It's not as good as the Browns, but it's pretty good. The Bengals are better at D-tackle. The Bengals are better at linebacker. Uh, secondary, Four. the Browns should be better, but they're not playing better. But they're not a, playing better. But talent, we're talking about just pure right, talent. Right, but the Browns, the Jones Bengals have. Offensive line, the Browns have an advantage at offensive line for sure. Huge. All right. I don't want to squall about this. Yeah, anymore. but she's got to go. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. real quick, Aditi, my biggest fear with this defense is the fact that it's not the coaching, it's the IQ. Because these guys keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. And that's what scares me because you can change the coordinator easier than you can change out all the guys that keep making the same mistakes. What if they're just not very smart at football? What if they just don't have a high football IQ? That is a lot more terrifying than firing the coordinator. You know what? I think that that is very hard to really actually believe considering the way that they played last year, especially down the stretch. And especially since they went out of their way to say this training camp that they were going to try some new things and diversify what they were doing a little bit simply because they had such ease with each other and were communicating so well. So I don't know if it's something as simple as dialing it back. I don't know if it's about teaching the fundamentals. You know, one thing that we forget about in the NFL is that every week goes so quickly and each week is in, is sort of taken up in game plan install, but sometimes you just have to go back to the basics. 
teach tackling again, teach technique, get sound on the simple things. And that's what sort of falls by the wayside, especially when there's limitations on how much you practice and when you're constantly having to prep for another opponent. I don't know if it's something as simple as that. I really don't. I hope you're right. We're all I frustrated right and, and trying to figure it out. That is an easy fix. But when guys make the same, it's the same guys making the same mistakes over and over and over. Yeah. At some point, yeah. I look at him and go, do you just know, do you just not know? And now do we you, have guys sliding into fans DMs. That's, like, that's, just, that's absurd. I, They're children. I'm, I'm sorry. They're children. We've seen we've seen three of the Browns defensive backs re- reply to critics on social media children. this year, starting with Denzel Ward. Then Greg Newsom, Johnson sliding into DMs. Um, we saw Baker do it last year. That's it's, a, it's an indication me, that's of the a team. Character and, issue. But part of it, I'm not excusing it. Part of it is these guys grew up in the social media world. They grew I up. Guess, so did the though. Guardians players. They don't do any of that nonsense. I agree. I'm saying I'm not excusing it, yeah. but it's it's childish. Yeah. It's totally Thanks, true. Guys. We appreciate it. Bye, guys. See you, Didi. See you, by, the way, by the way, I was looking. I was, the Steelers were the worst team in the NFL. Nope. I think everybody agreed with that. They still suck. But here's what happens. Look at where they sit today. They, they faced, a really, a pivotal game for their season. Yeah. And the odds were wildly against them. The biggest home dog ever. Yeah, it was a great win. And so what they did was, so how they do that? Because you know, they're decimated with injuries and blah, blah, they lose their starting quarterback. They have to go back to Trubisky. Keep talking How they that. do that. How they did that was the coach. Yep. The infrastructure the character, mm-hmm. and they rallied around themselves. The Browns have that game Sunday at Baltimore. They're going to be a huge dog, except for they're on the road. They've got everything going against them, and the yeah. season hangs in the balance. Right. Character check, Cleveland Browns. It's a whole different season if they of? win that game. What it's are you a whole made different You season. win that game, yeah. and you, you quiet all of the idiots like us that think we have all the yeah. answers. Go win the game. Shut us up. You won't have to slide into anybody's DMs if you win the game, you know that. By, but if you the, lose, it's so sideways you'll never regain it. By it's the way, over. Who, who, who those who want to defend the meathead J, GMs like John Dorsey as opposed to the nerd GMs, John Dorsey made two good draft picks: Denzel Ward and, and Nick Chubb. That's it. I believe that his he talent, traded for Kareem Hunt. I believe he, no, he signed him and he traded no, he tra- for him. No, those are trades. They I mean, trade for no, Kareem Hunt. Hunt was a signing. He's he's but, 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 but he wouldn't got him because he was released. He took the chance that to take him. I mean, okay, that wasn't. But you were you said it's draft picks. Well, no, no, no. GMs do his a lot of stuff. His time as a general manager. Look at his time. He as traded a general for Wyatt manager. Teller. That was That's a great the, trade. I'll give him the great trade. Yeah, but he traded awesome away. Trade. He traded away Austin Corbett, who's turned into a good player. He's not he better than Teller. He was here. He was not he's good. He's not better than Teller. Player. They they gave him away quickly. He, he did. He's hey, you know you know what I was told recently, a couple weeks ago, that I found really interesting that I wasn't sure of one way or the other. Dorsey did not want Odell. That was an ownership move. And who drafted Njoku? Oh, really? Who drafted yeah. Njoku? That was not Dorsey. That was, was that Sashi? By the that way, was Sashi. That's true. Sashi almost, drafted Njoku I'm, and Miles Garrett. The only good draft picks by John Dorsey were Chubb and and uh, Denzel Ward. And Denzel Ward's obviously gone backwards this year. So this idea that he did a great – He drafted Baker, which was a huge disaster. If he had taken Josh Allen – the, uh, it, a huge disaster. Give me a playoff win. If that's a huge disaster, then I'll freaking take it. Well, congratulations on the one I'll playoff take it, win. Because guess where what would we the, have now? Where would the Browns be guess with Josh Allen? Where would the Browns be with Josh Allen? And four. <laughs> that's what we have now. Okay, what were they last year? <laughs> they weren't any good last year with Baker. No, I know. Baker was a. 
Baker is, was a bad draft pick. That's the end of the. I mean, there's no comp, there's no debate on that. It was a bad draft. All right, pick. Mikey, I don't want to talk about yeah, Baker. That, we're not going down that road. It, we have, uh, I love hearing you guys. Wait talk a second. Bit. Wait a second. Finish Made the, the point. Will you, will you admit that that was a bad draft pick? Now, sure. yes. But he who gave cares us, about then? He if gave. Well, it was we'll a bad pick. You should have taken Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Then you know what? Give me more bad picks so I can at least have one playoff win every 10 years. Oh, okay. Or, that's, or if that's case, your goal. Every 20 years. If that's no, your goal. That's not our goal, but guess what? Yeah. That's our bar. That's what we have. Okay. Well, the and playoff win was not. John Dorsey wasn't the GM when they won the playoff game. We can game. talk about that, but before Wait we talk Guardians. John Dorsey was not the GM when they won the playoff game because John Dorsey. No, he's already gone. Because John Dorsey hired an idiot and Freddie Kitchens to be his head coach. That was a terrible move. Do you know who made that move? That was. John Dorsey. Like I that, think that was Dorsey. That was John Dorsey. Sure. I think yeah. that was Dorsey. I, 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 what's I, you got, Mike? What's you got, Mike? I was wondering if that was Haslam saying, that was John Dorsey. oh, gee whiz, shucks. We rallied around no, this guy. I, I think, make him I think they trusted John, and that's why they fired that was, him. Yeah. Yeah. John Dorsey effed that up, and he, he, did, a, he did a mediocre job as we GM. we got to get to what the internet says real quick. we got a couple super chats I'm going to read. Then we got some of our best internet responses we've ever had. You guys are going to crack up at these. Whenever we ask the internet a question, though, it's brought to us by our good friends at PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. A couple super chats real quick. Uh, Donnie M says Josh Jobs can be the next Willie Beeman. <laughs> Our boy Charles T from Germany says Checky and Late from Germany are all the coaches fired. I agree with Jay on bad soil. This talk sounds like when Cleveland ran Belichick out of town. Grossi said these same things about Belichick when he was in Cleveland and Saban was the D.C. It's very eerie. They said why doesn't Bill let Bernie cook? Keith G says there is mm-hmm. no leadership on this team. Who is that attributed to? And then Spoonie sent us another super chat. Said he can't watch today but loves the show, so we appreciate all you guys. The question we asked the internet, though, and we have a bunch of answers. We'll run through them pretty quickly. Is Let's take it, Steve. What gif best describes the first six Ooh, games yeah. of the Brown season? And trust me, over 400 responses. I bet that dumpster gifs, fire is in there. Oh, yes. Yeah, I didn't take the dumpster fire. Dang. It's too obvious. But there are some good ones, and we're going to cut to these pretty quick. Let's take the first one here. Do you guys know this gif? Gonna fake up jumping off the cliff? Nope. Just oh. chug some, <laughs> chug some bleach. That right, let's go. We, we got ten, so we're gonna run through these. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. there it is. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's I had not seen a train fall off a bridge in that fashion before. <laughs> Next, Anthony. <laughs> That's true. Dog chasing its yeah. tail. Yeah. Let's go to next one. The, the yeah. classic. Yep. Yep. Can't go wrong. Oh, oh that's. Yeah. Oh, I just. It's carpet in that office, too, by the mm. way, which is disgusting. Never coming out. Uh. Anthony, next. <laughs> <laughs> next. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah, that's a good one, too. One. That's a really good and why one. And why would they dive out that your arms have to be perfect, perfectly against your sides? Like right here. Squeeze through here. the window. He's got to get through look, the window. Look, he's window. aerodynamic about it. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more. Next that's one. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Took me a second to get this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's disgusting. It. Yeah, it's disgusting, uh, but it's true. Oh, yeah. Next. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. oh, is that a fireball offense? <laughs> we got oh four God. more real quick. We're going to run through these. Anytime you get to a Toy Story mm. gift in there, I appreciate mm. it. That's good. And that's a good one, too. This says expectations, and just be patient for a sec, versus reality. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh! <laughs> 
We did think some of us predicted the Browns could be uh, five and one, four and two after the first six games, and yeah, we were wrong. All right, next one, Anthony. I think we got two. (laughs) The winnable games are over too. Yeah, they're done. Jimmy Haslam slapping his hands up. No, reverse that. Yes, it should be reversed. Reverse that. Two more. Thinking. Why was she down? I'm not like sure. That? I found this very funny, though. You know what and, she was uh, thinking? Let's throw it 45 <laughs> times and run it 12. Yeah, that's it right there. There you go. Open with Farrell Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and then a pick. <laughs> and then last but not least, this is the Anthony special. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I, first of all, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, that I've is disturbing. I, I, I've before. never seen that. I don't one. know how I feel about that this. That is meme. disturbing. This is kind of pause that worthy. Is, that is how the internet has reacted to the and don't try that at home. Of the season. That was, that's the winner. Don't, don't go to the emergency room. Can we don't talk about a good team and a good franchise instead of fighting about Let's the Browns? Pivot to the it is time. I, yes. I wanna, can I add one thing real quick? Real quick. I want to say this Pull to me right now. There's six games into the season. What was Deshaun Watson's original suspension length? Six games. Six games. Yeah. This is why they got Jacoby Brissett. This yeah. is why they got Jacoby Brissett. Six games. And then he'd be turning it over to Deshaun Watson. Let Dobbs cook. The NFL. <laughs> the, the NFL. The NFL. Boom. Say it. Boom. Say it again. Say Let it again. Cook. Let Dobbs cook. Let Dobbs cook. Let Dobbs cook. Sorry. This is the end of it. Yeah. The NFL blew that plan up when they said, you know what? Sorry. Public reaction is what it is. We got to drop the hammer. And it blew up their entire season because they were preparing for four to six games somewhere in the original of what they got. Yeah. And and if Deshaun was coming back this week, you'd be looking at this going, well, it's okay, two and four. Okay. But here okay, comes Deshaun, okay, okay, and it's sound. And the rest of the you're, league you're, is you're, loving this, look, by the way. Look, you're absolutely They're loving it. here, Jason. I don't, I don't disagree with the point that you just made. All right, but let me just tell you where we are. That was then. This is now. I've got to find a way to get from right now. You can't give game, up on the season. To game eleven. Yeah. Right, and, well, but and let me tell you Josh what it is. Giving up it, on the season, there, there, no, there no, are no lifeboats. Jay, there are no lifeboats. Probably, Jay, but it's, it's percent, six, we know what percent it's is. Sixty He's minutes, not very good per game. I'm just playing the sixty. I'm not worried about three weeks from now. Two, how do I get past the next sixty? Go to Baltimore and, and win. And if if Dobbs gives me an opportunity. I'm going to try it. Lamar Jackson will have 200 yards. I'm going to try it. By the way, Lamar Jackson's not playing great. That was good. I have one more super chat to read, and this leads us right into the garden. This is from Andrew Sheed. He says, Lloyd is right. Firing head coaches every two years is a recipe for interminable dysfunction. Go guards. Bleep the Yankees, their fans, and Bob Costas. Bleep the Yankees. uh, Bob Costas. Let's talk about the Guardians because, obviously, Cleveland's sports focus. Browns are in the rearview mirror, as far as I'm concerned. Let's get to the And the season comes down to a one-game must-win situation at Yankee Stadium. It's going to be a – Savali's getting the start, but it's going to be a bullpen game. That's why I feel so comfortable coming into today. Huge edge for the Guardians. What they have to do is they can't let the Yankee starter go Right. Jason mentioned it before. you got to survive the first – You survive the Savali innings. Yes. And if you do, you've got a huge edge the rest of the way. you've got to drive the pitch count up on the Yankees because if – and Garrett Cole, we know why now he makes $35 million. He's pitched twice in the series. And he beat him twice. And he beat the Guardians twice. And that's why he he did all he – is expected to do. Nobody else has beaten them. He's the only Nobody great pitcher on their roster. And that's Jamison why, Tyone is better than Savale, but he's not that good. And that's why he's you and I argued about this before the show. Yeah. Terry Francona in the fifth inning yesterday said, we'll see you tomorrow night. In I, don't I don't agree with that. that. I, I agree with that. Oh, he 100%. Yeah, did. Yeah, now, I, I don't think that. he gave up on it, but what he said, he made a calculated decision. And here's what I think he decided. 
I can go. And, and what we're referring to is he got Eli Morgan up in the fifth. Yes. And he brought, brought Eli Morgan in. And those guys all yeah. pitched well. They so, did. Yeah. They if did. you look at the relievers that he used yesterday, they none of them were front tier guys. Is Eli that's Morgan true. coming in the game if the Guardians have the lead? No. Never. No. Never. So but I, I that's he why he was, said we'll see you tomorrow. He didn't say we're going to lose. Yeah, I think we're arguing over said, semantics. What he said was, yes. I have house money, and I'm going to use that equity right here. Right. Maybe we'll score three. But I think what it really told everybody, because you don't know who he's going to need tonight, what it really told him is what Tito always tells the guys on his roster. You are on this team because I believe in you. And last night, it wasn't a critical do-or-die spot, but it was a spot. And he told Eli Morgan, I've seen you get it done this year. Come into the game and get it done again. He told Morris, to face judge. I believe to in face you. Aaron face judge. judge. And even, this is what blew my mind, Plesak came in and looked and great. Yeah. They all pitched so, great. Morris was the best of all, all so three of them. So it did work out. They lost the game. Yeah, but, but not Tito because of that. was playing chess and the long game yeah. instead of playing checkers and firing your relievers. Because guess what? If last night he would have brought in his normal stalwarts out of the bullpen and thrown them for four innings, we feel less comfortable about what they would be able to do today. Can they yes. throw today? Yes. But everybody knows when you're on five days rest or four days rest or three days rest, your efficiency goes down. Same with relievers. Well, Even if – just give them an extra yeah. day. He gave them that, and I think we're well positioned. Uh, and I think what we're going to see is Klasse, Karinchek, Stefan, and uh, – who am I forgetting? Well, well those are hurt. the seven, and, eight, nine guys. Yeah, but those, I'm forgetting the, one other – who am I forgetting? Sandlin, but he's and, hurt. Yeah, he's not going to No, that no, wasn't the thing. I don't know. Upper arm. Any, anyway, they, I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, Henches. Henches, thank yeah. you. I knew I was forgetting somebody. Those four guys, you're going to get six innings out of those well, guys. Well, that's what I was going to say. Six innings if out of those four guys. you get three out of Savali. Two. At least really? two. two. At least, at least two, two out of Savali. Lineup. Well, that's two innings because he's not going to be perfect. Maybe yeah. you get two and a third. But well, you could. I wouldn't even let him see Gliber a second time. I, I would let those first two guys pitch, you know, three, uh, four, five, six. And then I got Karinchek and Klasse for seven, eight, nine. So I, I, go ahead. Yeah. So you get Savali gets one time through the order, one through nine, whatever that number. Maybe is, that's what maybe Gliber a no, second time. Maybe because if Gliber reaches, now you got to bring somebody in with somebody on base to see Judge. That's fair. Yeah, and I don't that's like fair. nine batters is all Aaron Savali gets. If that's an inning and a third, so be it. So how you how do you win uh, game five on the road? And this well, is how you win. First of all, you go there and you you play your best hand. Second of all, you keep it close. Stay close because the closer it stays, yeah, if it's the more pressure on them, the more the Yankees feel the heat, right? right? You got to stay close, you got to survive the first, the first, if I was a basketball, I'd say survive the first quarter. That's exactly it. So you survive the first three innings here and just stay intact, just stay with your game plan here. If you because as you go, as you stretch it out, G, what happens is the Yankees' heads, it starts to turn because every play now becomes a play where if something goes sideways. The Bronx cheer going to come out from the sideline right. on you. If, right. you. if you're looking at this Because they're supposed to win. We're not supposed to win. No. That, to get to your bullpen, to get to where you want to go, you can't give up two, three run home runs. Like, you no. can't you can't walk people, put somebody on, and let the down the liners hit home runs. The Yankees thrive off that. If they get it down 4-3-0, it neutralizes what you're best at. That's right. Which is your bullpen. Now, we don't have the same level of punch and pressure. It's different from the Guardians being up 3-1, 4-1, and you bring them dudes in. Because now it's like, oh, snaps. Like, now you can play the righty-lefty. Now you yeah. can play the statistics. And, and the Yankees know, and Aaron Bo- Boone knows, that the Guardians have a massive advantage in the bullpen, 
and a massive event, uh, uh, advantage on, in base running and a massive, a massive that advantage. that manifested itself. In it hasn't. Right. We, it hasn't. Long but, balls. Yeah. but you know what has? A big advantage in fielding. I know Gabriel Arias had a, 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 some rough moments there. Yeah. By the way, he can't. He like he's he, done great at first for never playing. He pulled that a shot off the back. That was a hard Unbelievable play. That was a nice play, play but yeah. he played the one on, that, they, that they gave Rosario an error. He played that poorly. You can't back up on well, the base. Well, he's not a natural first Well, that's what I'm thing. saying. That hurt him. What are but, you going to do? They got no choice but to play him there. Their fielding has been an A+. I'll tell you what. Gabriel yeah. Arias might be the first baseman on this team next year. Like, I'm just saying. Like he may, be, that may be how you fit him into the they lineup. Need to find right, but look at for him. look at what's happened to the Yankees in the with those bloopers down the left field. Those all should have all been caught. Yeah, and they they benched their starting shortstop. Guy's been their starting shortstop the whole year. They benched him because his defense wasn't good enough. One thing I want to mention. I think we were talking about this before the show. I don't think I said it on the show. Yeah, Shane Bieber. You're not going to see Shane tonight. I wow, was, I that's said, disappointing. I I was I talking to Zach Meisel during the game. Our terrific writer, Guardians writer for the Athletic, and Bieber was was scheduled to pitch a bullpen. Yesterday, it's just his natural day, right? On the schedule to throw Two a bullpen. Two days post start. And I told Zach, would they not, would they hold off on his bullpen and let him throw those pitches in the game in a game five when you really need him? And we kind of hemmed and hawed about it. So I found Shane after the game and I said, Did "You throw your bullpen today?" And he really, I don't think you wanted, I don't think you no, trusted probably. me. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah." And he said it was a light bullpen. And I said, "Light because." Uh, that's just normal. What do you mean by light? Just because it's normal or because you're saving some bullets for the game? He's like, no, light because of where we're at in the season. And he's and I, but he's like, absolutely, I'll take the ball. If they want me to have the ball, I'll take of the ball. Of course he would. Of course he would. Yeah. But then I was talking to people with the Guardians after the game, and they are adamant. We are not going to jeopardize this young man's future over one game, even <laughs> if it's magnitude. But guys, as a sergeant, and, and it, would take, it would take – Astronomical Extra innings, amount like 13, 14, 15, but the good news 16 is inning game before you see him. These guys that they're bringing He's coming in, off the shoulder last year, and they're trying to protect. Them. They're four top relievers who are all going to pitch today. You know, assuming and that's part of it. They really don't those guys need are all Shane. really good. They don't need, need Shane. No, they, they don't need him. They don't. As good as he is, they don't need him. But if the game goes extra innings. Yeah, then you, at some point you're going to have to get It's all hands, hands on deck. deck. I, I right. Mean, and there how, is a lifeboat on that ship. I, I mean, how, yeah. how, how, what's the likelihood if he comes in and throws 50 pitches or 30 pitches? He can't throw He 50. wouldn't throw 50. It, no you, way. You so, get 20, 25 So, out so he can get hurt. And I, I'm just asking as a guy. You, they feel it's out can, of the norm for him. He can be hurt. So here's when pitchers get injured, in my experience. When you're overused and you're overthrowing. And this situation is textbook overuse and game five deciding game and throw over, in Jay, throw in that it's a position he's not used to coming out of the pen right we saw that with tyone when he came in in game two he, yeah. he looked totally out of sorts every pitch is a high leverage pitch yeah it game. is every and, pitch. and and there's been a lot of research that's been done on on the wear and tear that the you call them leverage you can call them uh consequential pitches yeah when pitchers throw and win a seven to one game the number of pitches that they throw that are right. pivotal is none. Yeah. Because they have a big lead, they roll to the win, and they're not overusing themselves. You pitch to contact, just get through. Right, just get outs any way you have to. And by the way, in my experience, when I'm in that mode, I'm at my best. There's and, and not just because there's no stress, just because I'm not trying to throw it by everybody. Put the bat on the ball. Right. I got eight guys behind me. Right. We're going to make the play. Right. But in those one nothing games. In the Rays series, every pitch <coughs> in that series was a pivotal pitch. Yeah. So there was never more than a one-run game in that in that entire series. Right. It was only two games, but much of this series has been played the same way. Yeah. 
So it's the playoffs. Yeah. These pitches, I don't know if there's a formula they count for double. I don't know. But in my mind, if we do see Bieber, it would be for no more than 25 yeah. pitches. I, I got, that would be yeah. the building is on fire. We need outs right. now. Right. You have to use I, them. I think it's good. I, I think it's off the table. And to the points we were making earlier, yeah. if you can get two innings out of Savali, nine batters, that's it. Now you need Hentges and Trevor Steffen to get you through. And the you can sixth. stretch Hentges for three. You they can. can go. Two, they can go four innings between them. Definitely. It, absolutely. Yeah. So Hentges if, can give you three. If so, you can go two. two if Savali gives you two. If and maybe one of the. We're all assuming all these guys have it. Which right. You know, right. two guys get on. They're out of the game. Right. The next sure. guy's in. Yeah. So I'm kind of factoring in that. Yeah. If you can get it to the sixth, Karinchek gives you, or even the fifth, Karinchek gives you the sixth and the seventh. Klasse gives you the eighth yeah. and the ninth. Hopefully, Karinchek will have better command. He had no command. I don't in the really game trust Karinchek. I don't I really either. Don't. I don't the either. only thing that you trust about him is he more than likely is not going to give up home runs. Usually, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Not, And and so that's how you can even if he doesn't have command, but he walks through guys. Trust he's going to keep it in the park. I don't trust Savali to keep it in the park. No, he's yeah, I don't run either. No. His no. ERA against the Yankees, I didn't want to be this guy, but it's ten. He's a home. Yeah. He's, it's bad. He's home run prone against a lineup that hits home runs in a park that gives up home runs. It's a Really bad comedy. And what's, it the, is. And what's the sweet spot for scoring? We've talked about pitching a lot. What's the sweet? How many runs do the Guardians need to say, okay, I'm comfortable and we can win that four, game? Four, four, yeah. four. Yeah. By the way, that's been the number in the whole, for the whole series. I think it's worthy of acknowledging as if, and I'm there, I really believe they're going to win tonight. I feel it I in my too. bones. I do too. But I, I, I think that we should acknowledge that even if they do lose, as heartbreaking as that would be, and everybody's going to be bummed. No matter what happens from here on out, this has been a great season for this phenomenal. team. A phenomenal season. I will not rip the team at all. I won't either. It's a great season. No. Obviously, in the moment, we're all going to be heartbroken if they lose. There's no way to get around that. And the excitement and special feeling if they beat the Yankees in a Game 5 in Yankee Stadium will be amazing. And one other thing I want to say, even though you know, I hate to look ahead, but they are at least they're they're lined up for their top pitchers to go Absolutely. against Houston. That's a great point. Because Bieber would pitch game one, McKenzie that. game two. They're yes. lined up. Bob Costas was saying, "Oh, the Astros have this big advantage." Hey, the Astros are a great team. They're the best team in baseball. They're the huge favorite to win it all at this point. But if the Guardians can go to Yankee Stadium and win Game Five, uh, they could beat anybody. I, I truly believe that, and they will be set up pitching wise. Well against the Astros. You can't ask for anything more than what no, they're going to have. And, no. and it was, I was talking to some people with the team last night about the, the Shane thing. Yeah. One of the things that came back to me was, listen, we are by no means looking ahead right. of this game. But if we can navigate this without him, keeping his best interest at heart, right. we have plenty of help in the bullpen already. Yeah. Let's get through this, and we are set up perfectly with Shane in game one. Tristan in game two. I want to focus on what you just said because I think my takeaway from all of this is win, lose, lose by 20 tonight. This season by the Cleveland Guardians has been one of the most exhilarating, refreshing, fun, exciting seasons that I've ever been a part of. That includes the LeBron years because those teams were expected to be great. I want to read you numbers. I won't give you the exact dollar amounts, but they're, they're staggering. Most of them are well over 200 million. Here's the payroll rank for Major League Baseball for this year. Number one, Mets, done. Number two, Dodgers, done. Both won 100 games. Mm -hmm. Number three, Yankees, still alive. Number four, Philadelphia, still alive. alive. Number five, San Diego, still still alive. alive. Oh, they haven't done – neither Philly nor San Diego has done a lot of winning until this year. Atlanta. Yeah. Eight. Out. Out. 
You have to go St. Louis, 12. So there are outliers, but you saw the top five. They all four made the playoffs. Yeah. Th- three of them still alive. But in fairness, you've Philly and go. San Diego haven't gone to the playoffs a lot lately. No, but they've added their a big ton payrolls. of payroll yes. at the deadline. They've added, they've made these big moves. They're yes. supposed to be where they are right now. Yes. They're not the yes, team they that's were true. in June, just like Atlanta wasn't the team they were in August. And they won it last year. Right, but Philly's had big I agree moves. with your general point, so keep going. So go ahead. You've got all of that. Yeah. And then you've got to go all the way down to 28th to find the Cleveland Guardians. Hmm. The reason I bring all that up is because the one thing you can't measure in sports is what? Heart. Heart. That's right. Right here. You can measure intelligence. You can measure height, weight, speed, athleticism. Mm -mm. There's no test for this. No, not one. The other thing you can't really test test. is your guts. The eye test. And the Guardians have built this team through brains and through gut. And I've got a gut instinct on a guy. I've got look at some of the trades they've made. They gave away Corey Kluber for Emmanuel Classe. Kluber threw one inning for the Rangers. They, 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 that's one example. They've stolen other players. As far as I'm concerned, as good as Lindor was this year, we still fleeced them on the Mets and the uh, trade because we've got two. We got the middle of our infield, which are not Gold Glovers, but they're elite defenders. Mm-hmm. They're great sticks. I, I believe Jimenez is going to come up with the big hit that he has been lacking so far in this postseason. It's just it's so refreshing to root for a team that is the biggest underdog in sports, 28th in payroll, yet here they are. There are five teams still playing baseball today. Five. The Dodgers are done. The Mets are done. All of these big market teams are done. And there stands the Cleveland Guardians, one win away from slaying yeah. the beast New York Yankees. And, and by the way, I think a lot of people forgot this. I know I had forgotten this until a friend of mine reminded me yesterday. My Shout out to my buddy Hans who came over to watch the game with me last night. He reminded me, and I had forgotten, that the Guardians signed Classe to an extension in April. I had totally forgotten How about that. How smart does that move look They like have that? him under control for six years. The last two years are team options. And the highest salary in the next next six years, not including this year, the highest salary over the next six years is ten million dollars. Mm, yeah. These dudes, that's the highest. These that's dudes, what they do. They, these guys are loan sharks. That's, yeah. that's what they Jose do. Ramirez is making easy <laughs> these guys. at most sixty percent of what he should be making. I mean, it's crazy. And, they and they this, should be looking to sign other guys right now. Crazy. I was just in this. Winter, I hope they do. Rosario should be one of them. Well, Absolutely. that's the big question. Andres Jimenez is getting an extension. I'd sign Oscar Gonzalez for seven Tristan years. Tristan McKenzie right, right now. I'd give Gonzalez whatever he wants. Tristan McKenzie. McKenzie. And, and you got to do it now because you're running out of time. Right, right. I know that sounds insane. No, it You're running out of time. We saw that I with agree. Frankie. We've seen that with Shane. Shane's another. I don't even want to get into He's it going after. He's. I was talking with. Well, I shouldn't say who it was because I don't know if he wanted me to make this public. But I, I was talking with somebody that knows the Guardians well, and he said they don't. I thought Shane would be traded this offseason, and this person told me they, I, he thinks they're going to keep him one more year and then trade him. Well, this the season, season, I think, changed some things. Yes, with definitely. How, with how well that they've done. Yeah. But this is the column I was going to write. I was on vacation last week. I'm thinking, all right, what am I going to write if, if the Yankees eliminate them? And here's what I'll eventually write. They have everything they need to go get whatever else they want. 100%. Their farm system is so, yeah. so flooded Loaded. with talent. There's more coming that's better than what they have. And I know that sounds insane. They called up, what, 17 guys? And there's more coming. George Valera, Brian Ropio, Kenzie Noel, Espino. Daniel Espino, Gavin Williams. Brandon there's more coming. The other day, right? So they have every – if they 
Because I think first base is a question. I think Naylor probably has a spot on this team, but probably is a DH part-time first base. Yeah, he's got to be a platoon guy. I think they want – he's awful against Terrible lefties. against Absolutely lefties. awful. But I, it makes me throw up in my mouth to, to platoon <laughs> first baseman. I just gross. No, so I, think, I wouldn't. Oh, I, I hate I, you know what? He's been he's overachieved at first base. He's not a first baseman. No, make him a DH. He's not an outfielder. Get a guy that can mash lefties. So they have to right. figure you know. out. They have to figure out first base. Yeah, and, and catcher. And I, you know, I, catcher maybe Naylor. I don't know. Maybe they they kick the tires on uh, the guy from Oakland and the price. I could only live with Straw in center as good as he is. I could only live with him in there if he's my worst hitter. He's got to be my worst hitter, or I can't live with him. Yeah, most. I can't have Hedges and Straw. I can't, yeah, and right now well, they have three Hedges, Hedges is gone. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, but Hedges is gone. I, I, y'all was arguing. I seen Straw make some plays where he's. I got, get it. You are not. He's, got got he's so, elite he, defensively. He's you elite. He wasn't elite. I didn't yeah. say he wasn't elite. Yes, he got you did. I said he was a yeah. cool glover. You're yeah. like he, every center fielder is good. He's he, average. He got a jump. I didn't say he was average. You can't say he's a gold glover. Jay's not watching any other center fielder. He's a gold glover. Jay. He's a gold glove. Jay. Am I wrong? He's gold, gold glove caliber. I don't yes. know if he'll win it or not. He's I don't discussion. know if he'll win it or not either. I tell you what hurts him is his batting average. But, what I'm, yep. but the point is there are other excellent center fielders as well. I'm, he's one of the better ones. I'm not arguing he's that. He's but there's other ones who are great also that are much better hitters. I'm always more than so one great center fielder. Gold yeah. But if he, if he can raise his I'm batting just saying, average. Say, we don't know if he's a gold glover. We're not watching the other center fielders. 221, 224. He can't hit. He's not a hitter. I don't care what his average is. He's not a He made some catches in that race Yes. That are bad. Off the bat, I said, that's a gap. And not only did he catch it, he caught it here. I get it. He's a great fielder. Breaks on the ball well. Well, but he's got to be their worst hitter, I'm otherwise you got to move everywhere. on. I'm spinning now. Yeah, yeah. But the way and, and Tito and I said, I asked Tito, I'm like, is it where do you get this arm strength from? And he said, it's not his arm strength; it's that he gets behind the ball on his throws. He he was leading the league in assists for a while. And he's a great base runner. And he's and fast. At least when he, at least when he, uh, like Hedges, gets on base, he could do for something. For a while, I was down on him too. I'm not down on him. You can, but, but he's got But he needs to be their worst hitter. Last I don't disagree year. with that. He's got to be their worst hitter. You live with what little he gives you offensively. Agreed. But you got to get better so catcher in DH. Look at the Yankees and the way. They're constructed. Obviously, what they give up in average, they make up in power. But it is a give and take. So if you look at their averages, they've got guys in there that are 220 hitters. Mm-hmm. He hit 224. He finished 221. He finished the year 221. The give and take with him is how many runs does he take away from the opponent? Yeah. Right. And I don't even I don't know what the metric is, how you figure that. How many extra runs does he score for you? Because when he is on base with a single, it turns into a double, double. with a steal. Right. Or he goes from first to third or second to home on balls that other guys wouldn't. I'm fine with Miles Straw in center field. Yes, he's got to be the lowest average. Yeah. But while the Yankees got have guys in there that are hitting 220, they're also hitting 34 home runs. Right. right. So the give and take with him is yeah. fine. Hit 221, steal bases, but keep doing your thing in and, center and, field. And you got to think about it. Between him and Quan. They track it down everything in them gaps. Right, like, Quan's a hitter. Quan, yeah, yeah. Look Quan at the outfield. Remember Just getting the year. Here, crazy stat, real quick. There's actually a stat on total run saves. Yeah, yeah, there is a metric for of that. the top 16 players in baseball. Three are on the Guardians. Read them off. Quan, Quan, Quan Straw, and, and Jimenez. Maybe. Jimenez. At what number? And Jimenez At what number? Uh, the league leader was Cabrian Hayes on Pittsburgh with 24 save yeah. runs. Jimenez and Straw both at 17, Quan at 15. They get everything. They get everything out there. That's incredible. 
they, they're going in the series right now with four middle infielders in the infield. With Arias, Jimenez, Rosario, and Jose. It's, I mean, Jose's been a third baseman's whole yeah, career. Yeah, they're all, but, but he God. came up as second baseman. Even that play he made yesterday where he didn't handle the line drive. Yeah. Their only weak spot. Get the handle on that ball and get rid of it quick enough to get the double play. Their only weak spot defensively is right field. I don't even know if that's a weak spot. I think Oscar is going to be just fine. He's got he needs I don't time. He's average. I don't, He's got a great okay. arm. They're not great not, at first base, and Hedges can't throw anybody out. Yeah, Hedges is heavy. Hedges has been terrible in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Every he, time he makes a wild throw, I'm like, yeah. that's why you're in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're in the game. Is for He's that good arm. at blo- generally blocking the ball. He's great at calling pitches, but they got to move on from him to, after this to year. To close the loop on what I was yeah. saying earlier about they have everything they need to go get what they want. Oh, yeah. Go add a power stick. But I also think some of this is going to come organically. Like Oscar Gonzalez is I think Gonzalez growing yeah. into his power. There is a 30. lot of power he's in there. He's huge. I think yeah. he can a do lot 30. of power in there. 30. 30. I know he hasn't done anything in the playoffs, but Will Brennan, I think he's got a lot of power in his body too. He hasn't done anything yeah. disappointing every time he's come up in the playoffs. I think Naylor's got more power he can get to. Uh, Jimenez. Jimenez. He's, he, listen, he this sounds good. insane, and I, I don't like comparing guys to Hall of Famers, but Jimenez looks like Robbie Alomar 2.0 to me. Yeah. He really, the way mm. that he fields the position at second, the way he's yeah. played on the ball. The I, think they, yeah. I think if they can sign was Robbie, yes. I, I do think, Rick, I think Rosario is such an important player on this team. I would hate to see him I'm go. I'm really curious. I know they've got a lot of good prospects in the infield. I'd rather trade some of those unproven guys and get a proven first baseman or DH or whatever. That, well, is, you, that is the most fascinating spot yes. to me in this entire conversation. Because he's already been so in the league a while. So and why he would, is so deeply respected in that club. They house. love Rosario. him. Oh, That's yeah. why I, I think say, they why would sign you, him. Yes. Why would you want to move over Rosario? I, I, he's because he's in his last year of control. And they're and always you, counting down. I don't have, think he has great range at shortstop. He doesn't. Does he? But they, Jimenez has always been viewed as the better defensive player. And I was asking around earlier this summer, like, why don't you, why don't you put Jimenez a short? And the, the message back was basically – it's not as wide as you think it is. Rosario's gotten better, and I thought he's gotten better this year. Yeah, I think they don't, good. they don't see the gap between Rosario and Jimenez defensively at short is as wide as maybe some of the rest but of the But Jimenez is spectacular. He, that yes. right, but, he made on the yes. ball up the middle last night, that's a spectacular I think they're play. worried that Rosario would be much worse at second. Well, he's, he's out of the question. Yeah. He's not in the conversation at second. Yeah. This is what's interesting to me. He was in left field on opening day. Right. They yeah, moved right. him to short. To boost his trade value. No other reason. That's right. They moved the Med Rosario to short so they could trade him. And sh- he has no value in left field. But if he could play a competent short, you could show other Which teams. more than done. And, and he, yeah. he's But good. what's happened in the process is he's now turned into a guy that you have to look at and go, oh, God, maybe he is the guy after all. Man. Because Gabriel Arias was number one in line, and that's why mm. he's playing first tonight. Brian Rocchio is right behind him. One of those two guys, and I was told it's, it's Arias, Arias and Jimenez are the middle infield of the future, but that was in July. And Could I don't Rosario know. switch to first? I, I don't know. I think you do. You want a little bit more pop coming out of first than what he would give you, but, but I don't know that it matters where the pop is coming from necessarily. Well, no, but there are fair. positions that you get it from. But the way that they align it, if right. it's those four guys, if you just flip Arias and Rosario, it's what's the, the same thing. It's right. What's right. The I still think they should go out and get one proven I, I power agree. bat. I agree. They yes. need that. And I'd go after a veteran starter, like a middle-of-the-rotation veteran starter. More than he, listen, Aaron Savali's got your season on the line in his hands tonight, but he and Zach Plesak, long-term, ain't it. No. It's, no. it's Shane, and you got Shane for two more years of control, right. and I don't want to have that conversation yeah, right now. Right. You know, he's Justin McKenzie. Yeah. And these guys come in. Espino, Espino was hurt this year. Yeah. It really he's hurt. their it best really pitching prospect. Back. Right. He mm. would have been ready in May if he didn't get hurt this year. 
But I think you have to delay that now. Do you know, is Sav- was Savali a Yankee fan growing up? He's from He's Windsor, from Northeast. Connecticut. He's yeah, from yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. I would and I've never asked so. him this. I've talked to him about growing up in Connecticut and yeah. playing ball there, but I've never asked him who he was a fan of. It'd have to up. be Red Sox or Yankees. You would think, because that's right in between. Yep. You, in that part of you Connecticut, it tends to lean a little more heavily towards the Yankees. Yeah, this guy Yankees. grew up in New York as a Cubs you never, fan. So in you New York, yeah, people root for all different that's teams. Yeah. It's different. But in the, nor- in the Northeast, in Connecticut, I lived there a long time, yeah. it's pretty split. Yeah. Most people are either y- uh, Yankees or Red Sox. A little bit here and there, Mets, but not, not many. But I, I just, I'm wondering that because, you know, if he did grow up a Yankee fan, he has the reverence to the, you know, the monuments and the, and the greats, sure. and he knows the history. Yep. And I'm sure he's going to have either way, whether he was a fa- uh, fan of them or not, he's going to have a lot of family members at tonight's game. But the one thing about Aaron that I think is playing in their favor, and I don't trust him at all. Hmm. That's why I said nine batters and that's yeah. it. He is the Kevin Stefanski. Oh, man, you aren't kidding. He is as Seriously? cool as it gets. Yeah. He, you don't. He could give up a three-run homer. He's going to look the same as if he strikes out the yeah. side on nine pitches. Yeah, when There's, I talked to him the first time. And I think time, that's a good thing like, in wow, this situation. this guy's got the, definitely personality. You, you, He's just, that's who he is. Yep, that's you, who he is. You guys were talking about the future. Um, just say, just hypothetically, um, say the Guardians win a World Series. Uh, do you think Tito will retire? I hope not. I, I think he would go. I think he would. I, I think he would, too. If they, win it, if they won the World Series, it wouldn't surprise me. He's yeah. gone. But He's it's going to be hard for him to walk away with this team stacked yeah. like it is. Yep. Because <laughs> this is – I'll, I'll make the equation of 16 to 17. This team isn't even the 16 team because that 16 team did have some expectations. Right. This team had no expectations. Zero. But they added payroll the next year in 17, and we're, even, we're a better team. They should have won it in yeah. 17. But, but they also made a major trade at the deadline in 16. They did. And they, they did. didn't even do that this and, year. You know why? Right. Because and, and I didn't think this until you talked me into it. I think that they were looking at things saying, we're still a year away. He thinks we're, this we're was not a, in, the, in this I, position this was where we're going to make a move. For him, he thought rebuild. And then yeah. you get to a point and you say, oh, this ain't no rebuild. He, he might ride out and say, this is the best I'm going to get. I didn't have some health issues. If he ends his career. That's yeah. crazy. Breaking the longest drought in Major League Baseball yeah. after breaking the Red Sox drought. That's crazy. Yeah. There's nothing. Like, there's nothing do. left. I've came. I saw. I yeah, kicked I everything's ass. Yep. I'm, I'm riding into the sunset. Yep. So, uh, the, the other thing I was going to say about this is I was reminded by the picture of Tito. <laughs> you keep it close because now you got Tito versus Boone. I'll take Tito. Yeah, like that. <laughs> That's why you keep it. Close. I don't think Aaron Boone's a bad manager. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take By the way, right here, uh, Tito, Tito's going to outdistance Boone. Right? That'll be Stefanski and Belichick. I right. like Stefanski. <laughs> I'll take Belichick. By, by the way, the Guardians got in the last year have gotten the Royals GM fired. I totally agree. Got the Tigers GM fired. Totally agree. If they beat the Yankees, Aaron Boone's getting fired. I totally 100% agree. 100% he's Cashman gone. might go too. That which well, is the Red Sox manager too. fired too. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, forgot about that. LaRusso. I don't know that they've officially done it with Larusso. No, he's retired. Yeah, they have. They he have. retired. He didn't get fired. Well, well he got you fired. What you want? They just were nice call to him. Yeah. Let they, him call it a retirement. All right, yeah. we're gonna do final takes and then roll out of here. Before we do that, though, win or lose tonight, make sure you guys check out G. Bush, Bull, and Earl De Pearl on the Guardians post game show. Some massive numbers over the weekend. Let's hope to break those as soon as the game goes final. Those three will be on. Breaking down, hopefully, a Guardians win as they advance to the ALCS to take on Houston. But now, both final takes. You're up first. Yeah, I'll talk about the Guardians again. Um, and, and, you know, we're looking for a team that it reminds you of. It's a little bit like the Cavs. The Cavs were a lot of fun this past year, too. And I think we're all excited about the Cavs season, although this year there's more expectations. What the Guardians are doing has almost never been done. 
when you are a major league baseball, this is not basketball and football where you're supposed to come into the league if you're, a, if you're an elite player and just dominate right away. In baseball, it takes time. Most players take time. And that's the thing. A lot of these guys who were good, some of them will regress. It happens. We've seen it before. But a lot of these guys are going to get even better and better and better. When you have 17 rook guys make their major league debut in a season, 17, most teams that do that are 10 games under 500 or 20 games over 500 or 40 games over 500. And they're like, well, we might as well bring all these guys up. We suck. So let's see what we got. That usually happens to teams that are just playing out the string. But this team is the anti-Cleveland Browns. Everything the Browns do badly, the Guardians do well. The Browns don't draft well, the Guardians do. The Browns don't develop well, the Guardians do. The Browns play with no heart, the Guardians do. The Browns have an owner who meddles. The Guardians, for all his flaws, and I don't like that he doesn't spend money, he don't meddle. The Guardians hire great people and let them do their job. Or the Browns don't. I, I do like Stefanski, but besides that, I don't think they've hired great people. The, the, the Guardians do everything right, and that's why even with a low payroll, which should be higher, Guardians should be able to compete in the middle of the pack payroll-wise, not on the bottom. With all, with all they've done this year, it is beyond remarkable. This team on paper had no business going to the playoffs, and here they are yet again. They're never they've the worst season they had with Francona was 80 and 82 in a decade in a city where people complain we never win we never do anything in a decade with this manager and this front office the worst season was 80 and 82 this is a fantastic franchise I'm glad people have come around there watching our post games oh I want them to win so bad tonight it should be so sweet especially because it's the Yankees but whatever happens tonight this has been a remarkable season. It's a remarkable bunch of players, and they deserve a ton of love and a ton of respect. All right, let me let me go here. Memo to my friends in Berea. There, this season came around with so much expectation. I don't think there's a bigger Browns fan in town besides me. I went out last night, yesterday, and did landscaping because a friend of mine told me, get out the house, your blood pressure is about to go high. <laughs> about to go high here. What I saw in the third quarter of yesterday's game is where this city is with you. They were flooding out of the place on $200 tickets, flooding out of the place. You're close to the brink here. You're very close to the brink here. I'm not ready to cast the season away, right? And if you don't make a move now to right the ship, by whatever means necessary, get the book from Malcolm X. By whatever means necessary, you're in jeopardy of losing the entire ship here. People are tired. We've stayed with you in, through the entire duration. We're tired now. Because now it looks like you're trying to make a fool of us. Well, I'm not one to be fooled here. You've got great personnel on this team. But unlike in Columbus, where they actually develop talent, it's not being developed here. So therefore, you have no talent. It's going to waste. And I don't care. Unlike 
many folks here in this community. What I do not want to do is see the tweets I saw yesterday where people said, I'm turning off. I'll tune back in after week 11 when Watson is here to see what it looks like. That's where people are. If you didn't see those, I know you were watching the game, but those of us that have phones, right? This was what was being talked about during the course of the game. You have a chance. And I don't care what it takes. And here, let me say, Kevin Stefanski might be the greatest guy, the nicest guy in the world. Jacoby Brissett might be the nicest guy in the world. They might be great people. They probably are. What I'm concerned about it here, how do I win the next 60 minutes? And if I got to give it to a dude from Tennessee that ain't ever played it down before, that can get me through the next 60 minutes, that's where I'm going. Because let me tell you something, I, I can speak to this. On real winning teams, they're not afraid to make a move when it's time to make a move. Period. And guess what? You don't know how it ends, but you have to make the move because it's required. And what I saw yesterday after 60 minutes of football was this. You're in bad straits when there's no pulse. Period. All right, I'm, I'm going to be real quick. Uh, I did want to piggyback. I'm going to break the rules for a second and piggyback on what Adam was saying because I wholeheartedly agree with him. But one thing I've learned in, in covering sports, where am I? Here, I'm here. Yeah. One thing I've learned in covering sports is it's, it doesn't always go like this. It's True. a lot of times it's this. So just because the Guardians are where they are this year doesn't mean they're going to win the World Series next year. A lot of times, some of these guys are going to regress. It could be a lot of them. It could be like this. It's going in the right direction. We have 10 years of evidence of that. Hang with them. Stay with them. Let's see the attendance bump next year, and let's get behind the team in town that deserves your dollars. That was not my final take. I just wanted to piggyback on that. My final take is going to be really quick, though, because I have never, and I mean I have never said this, because I think it's a silly argument or a silly criticism when people say, oh, the national broadcast is against me. The national commentators mm -hmm. are against me. Let me tell you something. I grew up an enormous Bob Costas fan. I would rather drive screwdrivers into my ears than listen to Bob Costas call this series. It is, it's nauseating how much he's just blathering over the Yankees and wants so desperately to see a Yankees Astros series. He was talking about it in game three. Yep. And I am so sick of Bob Costas. All the Joe Buck hate and everything. I roll my eyes at it and say, you guys are nuts. He's Give terrific. But in this instance, I will agree with the masses. I can't stand Bob Costas. He's well past his time. I don't ever want him to call another series again. And I'm over it. I want the Guardians to win it tonight just so he has to get the words up into his throat oh, God, and yes. out of his mouth that the Yankees are going home and the Guardians are moving on. I don't ever want to hear from Bob Costas again after tonight. Yeah, and I usually I'm with oh, you. I God. usually think I usually think it's nonsense it's when people talk nonsense. about the biased announcers. Not in this series. This is the first time I've ever felt that oh, way too. And no. I like Bob Costas. I've oh, always liked him. No, I'm done with him. But I'm the best studio host that's ever lived. Oh, yeah. He's not a great play-by-play -play guy. No. And that's okay. By the way, I should be doing play-by-play. -play. I'm better than 95% of the play-by-play -play guys out there. But I haven't been given the opportunity. I did it. I, I went down a different road. I'm, most of them are vanilla, boring nothings. And that break so was brought to you by Tyvis Powell and Giannis. Nobody Alton more confident than me. Nobody more confident. <laughs> yeah, except I, I've, I've actually done play-by-play. -play. Tyvis has never played done baseball. <laughs> What's up, G? Look, man. <laughs> that was I, I, I'll say this, man. You know, Sometimes when you look at the, look at the Browns, um, you know, they go out there, they do whatever they're going to do. And, you know, I, I can deal with people taking L's. I can deal with you just being beat by somebody. But the one thing I can't take, 
um, is the the lack of passion and lack of fire. You know, there's a lot of people that's getting in people's DMs and getting people's, uh, you know, Twitters or whatever the case may be. But guys, y'all got to realize something, man. You only put on this planet for a very small, finite amount of time. There's times where every single player wishes they could go back and just get a couple of days. You want, you wish you could go back and get a couple of plays. And a lot of people don't really see that right now. Coaches, players in Berea, you think your career is going to be long. You think your career, I got time to do it. Man, it's all about the fierce urgency of today. I don't have no time. I don't have any time to be waiting on other people. For me, the second you start to see, you know, Bernie Kozar sat up here. And you know why Bernie is thinking the way Bernie think right now? It's because he sees his mortality. As a man, you think you, you, you are lying. You're going to do it forever. But when you start to see your mortality, you start to see that you're not walking quick and fast enough, that you can't run the same, that you got health issues. All of a sudden, right. now you start thinking, wow, maybe I should have taken advantage of those opportunities. I should have done more. I should have played yeah. more. And the Cleveland Browns, instead of having this sense of urgency about what they want to do, Every single year, it's wait for next year. Every single year is we'll kick, we'll punt down the line. That's not the way life works. You got to develop people. And one thing that is missing in that building is relationships. The coach, the players, if you have no relationship, there is no way you can motivate a man who's making more money in his mind than God. His family's straight. He drive what he want. He's, he got hot women. He's going to do whatever he wants. How can you motivate that person to go put it on the line even when it don't look like they're going to win? Mm -hmm. That's coaching. That's the inspiration. It's not on the sheet. It's about how you can get through to Miles Garrett because if I can get through Miles Garrett, he's talented enough to negate whatever you got on the sheet. But the key is cracking that relationship and he needs to start building those relationships. By the way, Jay, real quick before you go, the uh, uh, Robbie Anderson doesn't have to play with Baker anymore. He just got traded to the Arizona. Yeah, he Cardinals. got he got sent to the locker room at yeah. halftime and just got traded. Yeah, I I, I knew that yeah. was a matter of time. I'll come to Arizona. And then he popped off in the media afterwards. I have no idea why they sent me to the locker room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never had this happen in my life. Well, I'd like to see his interview now. I, I want to hear what he has to say about Baker, about um, the Panthers. It's eleven oh three. He got <laughs> traded by eleven oh seven. The Browns will sign him. <laughs> All right, um, we, we get sports elicits passion and emotion. You just watch that for two hours here when you're watching games on Sunday, whether it's the Browns or even last night with the Guardians, uh, it, it elicits emotion and immediate response. But it also does something else. It creates memories, memories that will be here long after the shine of a championship trophy is gone or the pain of a disappointing loss in the playoffs has drifted away. I bring all of this up because I love life. So I, I look forward to every day. I love life. Um, there's one day on the calendar that I dread more than any other day. It's the only day on the calendar that I actually am aware of it coming up the day the calendar turns to October. And um, I actually dread October 17th. That's because that's the day my father passed away, October 17th. Ironically enough, that is the day that this series will be decided. And when I first put that together, I thought, wow, that's great. No way dad's going to let them not get over the finish line. He's going to be with them. He's going to carry them to the victory. But I've told the story a number of times on this show. I won't tell it again. But my dad taught me how to love sports. He taught me my love of baseball is because of my father. But he also taught me the most important lesson in life when it comes to sports, and that's 
it's not everything. Yep. Uh, as a fan, we pour our hearts into it. We don't get a check. We don't get a ring. We don't get a trophy. We don't get visits to the White House. It's not how it works. The shine of a championship win lasts a couple days, and we go back to our mundane jobs, and we're Joe Sixpack all over again. So I bring all of that up because win or lose tonight, enjoy the moment. My dad had a saying, there's no bedtime in October. And what that meant was he knew how much I loved baseball. And once baseball made the ridiculous shift to play all of the games in the ALDS or ALCS and beyond at the, at, uh, in prime time, I had to miss all of those games. My dad's rule was there's no bedtime in October. That's when memories are made. And if you are lucky enough to still have your father and you're with him, watch tonight's game with him and enjoy it. Win or lose, enjoy the time, the discussions, the should we bunt here? Should we, should, we, should we run here? All of those moments that we take for granted when our dads are still with us, um, don't take them for granted tonight. Watch with Pops if you can. If you're a father and you have a son, watch with your son. Build those memories and take them with you forever. Because when my dad was leaving this earth, I told him one of my regrets was that we never got to experience a championship together. We didn't. Browns, Cavs, Indians. Never happened. That was my regret. My dad said, Wow, that's a funny way of looking at it. If we didn't have our love of sports together, look at what we would have really missed out on. Mm-hmm. So it's the time, it's the memories. Wins are nice, but those are cherries on top of the Sundays. I got to watch the comeback, the Oscar Gonzalez game, on the flight with my son. Nice. And he was going berserk. You'll never forget yeah. that, he was going, but The whole plane was going berserk. You'll never forget it, he was it, going though. crazy. My on son, on Saturday night, um... He was so tired by the seventh inning, he could barely keep his eyes open. I'm like, buddy, just go go to bed, go to bed. I was, and he and he starts crying because he's nine years old. And that's what you do when you're tired. It's ten thirty. Yeah. He's like, but I want to watch the game with you. Yeah. And he, and he got a second win that he stayed up and watched the whole game. And <laughs> you'll talk about that. 30 years Yes, from now. Yep. that was a fun moment. And it's yeah. documented. He was actually screaming in the background of the postgame. So <laughs> that's true. Hear him that's true, he was. And then, I, and, then I he put him, and then he put himself to yeah. bed right after that. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the moments. Enjoy the memories. Real uh, quick, before we go, predictions. Be we did not make predictions fathers. for tonight. Is everyone picking the Guardians? I am. I am. Yes. I'm taking yes. them. Yes. Hey. And it's not a homer pick. Hey, I absolutely hey. believe I truly believe it in my bones. Mine's a homer pick. All the picks. I'm not picking No, there yeah, but if he, if Jason's saying analyze the yeah. situation, hmm. and that's what I'm doing too. I want the Guardians to win, but I knew the Browns were going to lose Sunday. I picked them to get blown out. Yeah. I, as yeah. I analyze this game and the situation, I like where this team. There is. was some New York slap. I can't. I can't slap Wiener. Get in the <laughs> elevator with me out after the clubhouse, and I don't know who the guy. Is. I've never seen him before. He's like, oh, he was all excited. He's like, oh, that's a much different feeling in that locker room about the Yankees. Tonight, after the last night. Of course like, it is. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm sure you yeah, can say sure. that about both of them. I said, I'm sure they think the series is over. He goes, well, I do too. It's over. I was like, oh, okay. Well, trust <laughs> me. Your chicken. Have, have trust you me. I was listening to WFAN after the Yankees lost game three. They, all, they all thought the series was over too. That's the first too. time I've ever done that. Yeah. I'm like, what Francesca got to say? Did you guys see yeah. the video of the Yankees Oh, I saw all the video. Watching? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was all great. of them. And, and the guy that Amazing. says, who the F still likes SpongeBob? That was a funny line, though. It was a funny line. But that was so. And the one was the greatest thing I've ever. Well, oh, that seen. was the barstool guys, and that, yes. the one Guardians fan quietly yeah, in the back. Right <laughs> He's like, "Oh, they ran! I'm gonna get killed!" He ran. 
All right, we're out of time. Shout out to my, sorry, real quick before I forget, shout out to my oldest friend, Andy Robbins, who I've known since kindergarten. He turns 51 today. Happy birthday, my friend. Wow. That celebrate with 51. the Guardians win That's for true. Andy. Post game show. Post game show. He'll be rooting following for him. the Guardians game. We're back after a 22 hour break, hopefully to celebrate. I love that video. A Guardians. Uh, that was great. That video was amazing. A Guardians ALDS win. See you tomorrow, guys. First.